Welcome to the Normandy Records Podcast, a podcast hosted by me, Eric Sanchez, the founder of Normandy Records. This podcast highlights individuals and their journey, their inspiration, and some of the lessons they've learned along the way. So sit back and enjoy the conversation, and thank you for listening. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Normandy Records podcast. Uh, today's kind of a spontaneous episode. Um, there's no guests. It's going to be very short. Um, I got some information in my inbox. Uh, Spotify does these studies where they gather data on listeners and listening habits. Uh, they break it down by country, by genre. It's called fan study, right? And it's very interesting. So I actually just want to have a brief podcast about these numbers because, I mean, I, I was going to look over them anyway. I looked over them briefly, but I just want to give, I don't know, just talk about them. And uh, maybe some people are just more listeners when it comes to this type of stuff. So uh, I think it's very interesting. I think that it's um, it tells you a lot about the state of music and the genres that are that are really moving the needle here um i don't know if this is i think it is available to anyone so i'll I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to look at it go ahead uh but yeah so i hope you guys enjoy this this spotify data driven episode we're going to have right now um if you're a new listener, please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to uh, on go to the Apple Podcast app and leave a nice review, some stars, and uh, yeah, let's get it going. So the first item here says, Latin America discovers the most new music. And the insight provided is your big break. Oh, they break it down, right? So they give you the headline, they give you the, the, the point, and then they give you a couple of actions and like they break it down for you in a sentence or two, right? Without looking at the data. So the insight says your big break might happen where you least expect it. For example, Latin America's major cities consistently consume the most music. So then let's look at the data and it gives you the total streams of new content by city. And three of the top five are cities in Latin America, Sao Paulo, Santiago, and Mexico City. Looking at over 700 million, 600 million total streams, not combined, but like each one is at least 600 million. Um, and this is from 2020, I believe. So you go Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo, Santiago, Mexico City, and then you go LA, London, Chicago, Paris, Dallas. So top three are Latin American cities. Mexico City is obviously a really big music, music town. Um, what I find very interesting about this, though, that, is that there's no Tokyo. Um, I know that Japan has very different ways of, um, it's like a, its own world when it comes to music and the kind of formats that they like and they buy. And maybe they're just not that into streaming yet. Uh, I know that there's a Spotify Japan. Um, so it's very interesting. Uh, so no, no, no Tokyo, but Jakarta is in here. So, um, 
very interesting let's go on to the next one um the next point is lines between genres continue to blur and the insight is you might be surprised by the other genres your fans listen to for example 53% of metal fans also follow hip-hop artists. You know, I, I saw this, and, and what you could do here with the data is you can pick the genre, like listeners of rock, and then they give you the percentage of which they also listen to pop. So listeners of rock also listen to pop 71% of the time, or make up 71% of the streams of pop music. So let's let's look at rock. Let's continue to look at rock. Listeners of rock make up 46% of total hip-hop streams. Listeners of rock make up 5% of total Latin, Latin streams. Listeners of rock make up a total of 9% of jazz. I don't know. This is interesting. Let's, let's look at the jazz listener. I think jazz listeners are very interesting. So jazz listeners make up 81% of pop music, pop streams. Uh, jazz listeners make up 73% of rock. Interesting. You have rock that doesn't listen to jazz, and you have jazz listeners that listen to rock. Uh, but yeah, so this is interesting. Um, you can see how you can market or maybe even, I, w I wouldn't go this far, but maybe even when you're in the production process, maybe you're trying to see, well, what can I blend? How can I expand my sound to something that makes sense? So if you're a hip hop artist, um, you can see that, you know, there's a big electronic audience that makes up 30 percent of streams uh I, I i don't know i don't know how much people are going to use this to experiment but i think it's interesting uh all right the third point is local music travels the world this i found very interesting uh regional genres or any are anything but music is more global than ever which means your audience may be in places you didn't expect this data is very interesting so check this out 95.2 percent of Latin hip-hop is streamed outside of the region from which it comes from. 98% of K-pop is streamed outside of Korea. That's, that's, it's, it's wild, right? And then 90% of Canadian hip-hop is streamed outside of the region. This is a very interesting statistic. I don't know what I can do with this just yet, but I, I find it very interesting makes you wonder where Latin hip-hop is on a global stage. I know we have, uh, I know that there's like Bad Bunny and J Balvin's and I don't know, like, so so this this is interesting to me. You look, in, you look at Latin hip-hop, right? Like someone like Bad Bunny comes from a region, but his music is streamed all over the world, right? But then you have Latin hip-hop from America, which is like, I don't know, whatever, Cardi B, if you want to do that. Um and that's like, what does that do? Like, how are those two in the same pile, in the same group? Uh, so I don't know. These numbers are, are very intense, 95%. That's kind of, uh, the, the K-pop one I do get though. I do get that. 100% um, I understand that one. Let's go on to the next one. Fans are coming into Spotify in new ways. This I thought was very cool. Listeners are coming into Spotify from places you might not expect and listen to a lot of music after they do. For example, and I'm reading the insights, for example, in one month, Discord sent over 
800,000 listeners to Spotify who went on to listen to nearly 9 million tracks in just 14 days. Now, that's awesome. That This is awesome. I like this data because it shows that even when a lot of us feel that streaming has plateaued or there's nothing else that they can do, we often forget that there are still so many people out there who are not streaming it. And in order for this to work, we need to get a lot more people on these streaming platforms. Um, so this is awesome. And, you know, just a little sidebar here. Some It's completely kind of unrelated, but Discord. I sometimes feel that we are back in 2001, back in like 2001, 2002, there were Yahoo groups. Yahoo groups were groups that you create for common interests to build community. Uh, when I was an independent artist at the time, a lot of bands, I never did it, but a lot of bands created Yahoo groups for their bands. So then everyone who was a fan, as they were building their community and their fan base, could come into the Yahoo group and not only engage with the artist, but also engage with the community that supports the artist. They could make announcements there. That's where they shared new music, uh, promoted their shows. And I feel like we're back there again, but just in a very, very interesting way. Okay. Sorry. Back to Spotify. Let's view the data. Uh, selection of fast-growing inbound traffic sources to Spotify. Discord uh, grew by fifth. Let me see. Based on inbound traffic, fifty-four point one percent grew from Discord. LinkedIn brought in over one hundred and fifty-three percent. That LinkedIn. I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know LinkedIn was taking people to Spotify. That's interesting. What does that mean? Are we, should we be promoting our songs on LinkedIn? It's fascinating, right? Uh, Snapchat, uh, 34.8%. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, a fan that saves your track will listen to it three times more. Uh, insight indicates saving tracks shows that fans have a strong intent to re-listen. And it's not measured in days or weeks, but months. For example, six months after saving, a user typically streams you three times more than before they saved you. I can understand that if you take that extra step to save the song, it means that you're, you want it there. You want to retrieve it. You don't have to look for it. It's like you want to hold it in your collection, in your playlist or whatever. All right, next one. User playlists lead to a lot more than streams. Insight indicates after a listener adds you to a personal playlist, they'll listen to you 41% more and look at your profile 12% more often. In fact... 60% of all merch purchased from Spotify profiles come from listeners who have playlisted the artist. I, I, I honestly, when I always tell people when we release music and I share it with someone, I always say, add it to your playlist, add it, add it to your workout playlist, add it to your, to your, your pregame playlist, whatever it is, your, your Sunday afternoon playlist. We should be encouraging more of that, right? Like, I know that there's a lot of stock placed in, um, uh, like, the editorial playlists from Spotify and these big playlists with, like, 500,000 followers, and that's awesome. But let's not forget that sometimes if we just ask our friends and our supporters and the fans to add it to their personal playlist, that can do so much. And this is indicating that. So uh, to back to the data. Average increase in streams after being playlisted. 
ambient in new age playlists increased by 80% after being playlisted. Uh, the second is children, third is religious, and then spoken and comedy. This is very interesting. We don't really get to um, contemporary music. Um, well, there's country. Country is the first contemporary genre on this list. Then it's classical indie hip-hop. Uh, very interesting. R&B, blues, and jazz are all the way at the bottom, but there's still significant growth by 25 to up to 40% just by being playlisted on a personal playlist. I like it. Uh, next stat, hardcore fans listen like crazy. The insights, The insight suggests your biggest fans can drive a massive amount of streams. On average, the top 5% of your fans are listening six times more than the rest. Don't forget to connect with your biggest supporters. This is almost obvious, right? This is like... You know, you have to know this, but this is good that, that Spotify is reminding people that this doesn't come as just a suggestion that data supports this type of approach or this type of strategy. So again, streams from the top 5% of fans compared to average by genre, uh, seven times more for religious fans, uh, religious music, um, seven times more for classical music, seven times more for rock six times more for Latin, six times for hip-hop, uh, four times uh, dance and electronic. Um, it's significant, significant, and it's true. All right, on to the next one. Update your profile before you release to ride the wave. The insight suggests uh, the day of release sees a massive traffic spike to your Spotify artist profile, but more than 50% of artists don't capitalize on this lift because they update their profiles after their release is out. This is awesome. I like this. I really like this suggestion. I think I think artists should always change something up as they're going to release music, change a picture, add a picture, uh, change the canvas, whatever it may be. I think that's awesome. Uh, the data says percentage increase of page views on release day. Your artist page view gets 77% increase your album pages get 72% increase, your search gets 47%, playlist views 42%, and your now playing is 30%, increased by 30%. Uh, definitely keep people, it's like content almost. Some people will argue that it's not, but it's it's like, it's similar. Um, okay, let's go on to the next one. Don't stop sharing after you, your release comes out. 50, 53% of releases peak more than seven days after release. So keep promoting after your release week to make sure you're reaching anyone who missed the initial drop. The data says that uh, peak streaming day for new album releases. In the first seven days, it spikes on average 47, 50%. After seven days, you're looking over 50%, 53%. I can see that. I can see that. I can totally see that. Um, you know, music is released on Friday, so it's kind of competitive no matter what. So uh, I, can, I can see that happening. Um, next data says new releases give your other music a bump. Insight suggests catalog streams get a 15 to 20% lift on new release day. This is very true. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that the data suggests it. I'm glad that people, when somebody releases new music, whether you're exposed for the first time or you're reminded of an artist that you like sometimes you're like oh yeah I, I do like that song they released two years ago 
or you know in some cases for me i've found that when there's an artist that releases something and i may not have been following them for the past couple of years i realize that they might have released an album or a couple of singles between then and now so i go back and i listen to it and then i go back and listen to the old stuff and then i just i'm back in the rabbit hole again so this is awesome i'm glad that this is a listening habit from uh, Spotify users. All right, next one. A release is never finished. Insight suggests there are always ways to reinvigorate a track. On average, adding or updating a canvas to your track will increase shares by 10%. Yes, the integration on social is definitely awesome. Uh, this is specifically for the canvas. Uh, percentage increase of shares after adding canvas by genre, 14% for pop, 12% for hip hop, 11% for R&B, 7% for indie, 4% for country. All right, next point. Your genre may hold the secret to more merch sales. Now, this is very, very interesting. I I thought, I just thought this was very cool. Um, the insight suggests merch preferences vary by genre. For example, electronic music and country music sell the most hats. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so, okay. So the data, the way it's presented is like this. It gives you the top merch items purchased by genre. So I'm going to, okay. So country top merch item purchased is vinyl, 40% vinyl hip hop. The top merch item purchased is vinyl, 43% indie top merch item purchased by indie vinyl 63 percent electronic top merch item vinyl 42 percent pop top merch item vinyl 32 percent rock did we do rock already rock no we didn't because rock is the number one item for rock is shirt 53 percent that is awesome that is awesome. Number two is vinyl at 28%. And other, um, I don't know what that is, but 70% vinyl. Vinyl is back, everybody. Vinyl is back, and it may not be what you wanted it to be. It may not be what you think it should be. It may not look the way that it looked in the 90s. It may not look the way that you want it to look as a collector, but it's back. And when people and i'm not here to defend spotify by the way i'm not i'm really really not uh but sometimes people criticize spotify for a lot of reasons and is it do they deserve it i would argue yes of course they deserve it if they, you have that much power over how people consume music you deserve it you deserve some sort of feedback um but we are seeing here if you look at the numbers here and you look at the numbers of sales in physical product like vinyl you can see that this is kind of like a gateway or a, a way to funnel your fans or your supporters of your music into your merchandise sales. So it, it's not, it's creating opportunity. It's leveraging what you are doing on these platforms to turn that into more. Um, if it's, if that's what you want, I mean, you don't have to, you know what I mean? And there are other platforms doing that as well. Bandcamp is another, I'm, I'm not saying that Spotify specifically, but I'm just saying that it's there, right? I'm going to look at something. Uh, Hip-hop, uh, 4% is CDs. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go rock. 3% um, CDs. I guess CDs are not. CDs are gone. 7% for metal. Interesting. 
All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, you don't have to be a superstar to be super good at selling merch. I absolutely love this data. The insight suggests more listeners doesn't necessarily mean more merch sales. In fact, everyday up-and-coming artists on Spotify outsell even the biggest names in music. Now, the way the data is presented, um, there's, uh, there's, there's the sales and then there's the amount of sales, right? So it starts at zero and it goes all the way to 70 million. I don't know why, but I, th okay. Vol so the, the way the data is presented, volume of merch sales by monthly listeners. So it starts there at the bottom with very few monthly listeners. Then you go up to 10 million monthly listeners, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, 80, whatever, right? It goes up to 70 million. Now, what you see in this data is that right there, right before, like right at the bottom, when you have very low monthly listeners, that's where all the sales are happening. And as you start increasing your monthly listeners, like 10 million, 20 million, you see there are much less sales. But there's, there's all, this, all these purchases bunched up at the bottom here, which is wonderful. It's fantastic. Now, the only flaw with this data is that it's only based off merch bar. Like, who's to say that whoever doesn't have a $30 million monthly listener stat is not killing it on whatever platform, Amazon or or maybe a direct-to-consumer like their website? So I don't know. There are things to, that we don't know, but this right here is awesome. Spotify listeners are supporting up-and-coming artists, and it's there. That's wonderful. Let's go on to the next one. Apparently, Phoenix still buys CDs. Insight suggests... Got a particular item you're looking to move? View the data to help you target markets hungry for your specific merch. Let's look at the data here. So cities that buy the most merch by type. I like this. I like this. Okay. Okay. Let's look at CDs. So the top 10 cities, the top, the top 10 cities buying CDs, number one is Phoenix, number two is LA, number three is London, four is Austin, five Chicago, number 10 is Miami. Awesome. Okay. I see, I, I knew CDs weren't dead. Like I see people buy CDs all the time. I still listen to CDs, but LA got it. Uh, number two, Phoenix. What's up, Phoenix? Phoenix is still buying CDs. That's awesome. All right, let's go to shirts. Number one city for shirts is London. Number two is LA. Number three is New York. Number four, Chicago. Five, San Francisco, followed by Brooklyn. Last one is Portland at number 10. Uh, a lot of American cities here. Uh, let's go to posters. Number one is London. Number two, San Francisco. And this is a lot more international. Santa Clara made it to the top 10. Shout out to Santa Clara <laughs> buying posters. This is so interesting. This is kind of random, right? Like, like Berlin and Santa Clara. All right, let's go to vinyl. Vinyls with an S. That's interesting. Number one, Seattle. Number two, LA. Number three, Chicago. Number four, London. Number five, Brooklyn. Um, the t bottom five are San Francisco, Portland, New York, Austin, and Denver. All, um, all American cities except London. Nine out of the ten are in America. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see what else do we want to look at. CDs, vinyl. Um, let's get hoodies. London is number one, uh, LA number two, Chicago number three, San Francisco number four, New York number five. Interesting. All right, let's go on to the next one. Turns out vinyl's a young person's game. The insight suggests, surprisingly, if your music originally came out on vinyl, you're much less likely to sell it today. 
but if your release came out after vinyl bit the dust, stock up. No one sells more LPs than artists from the 2000s. Uh, interesting. Okay, so merch sales compared against decade of first release. So if your first release was in nineteen was before nineteen eighty, twenty three your twenty three percent of your sales are vinyl. Hmm. If it was in the eighties, twenty percent. If it's in the nineties, thirty five percent is vinyl. If you're it's in the two thousands, fifty one percent of your sales are vinyl. Twenty tens is forty four. Twenty twenties is fifty nine. Almost sixty percent vinyl sales that's awesome that means that more contemporary music is being purchased on the vinyl format that's pretty obvious um and uh you can see it you can see it there's a lot more excitement around it and and i think it's great i think it's great it gives we've been in such a digital environment for like the last 20 years that um I think it's time for it to come back around. People want physical things and vinyl artwork is really cool. And I know people judge all the splatters and limited editions, but it's cool. Like some of mine, some of my favorite records are those colored splattered records and some of them sound great. So uh, that actually wraps up all the data from the fan city here in Spotify. I kind of breezed through it, kind of talking a little fast here, but I didn't want to bore you. Um, this is awesome. I think it's available to everyone. If you want to go check it out, maybe look over it while you're listening to the podcast. I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of good information out there. If you're marketing your music, if you're releasing it on Spotify, there's there's a lot that you can take from this, depending on what you want to do, depending on what you want to accomplish, depending on what stage you're in. There's a lot you can take from this. Look at it, read it, uh, compare it to your analytics on different platforms, not just Spotify and try to understand what listener behavior is and try to, you know, maybe incorporate whatever you can, whatever your budget allows you to, whether it's your marketing, whether it's your production, whatever it is, there's value here. Use it or don't use it. It's really up to you. But uh, that's it for this spontaneous podcast. I said it was going to be short. It's almost 30 minutes, but thank you guys for listening. If you guys enjoyed this, please make sure to follow please subscribe whatever platform you're listening on. Tonight, we release 44 by Gabriela Triste. Make sure to go listen to that on any platform. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Spotify. Gabriela Triste, 44, the last song from her Triste EP is out. Check it out. I'll leave the pre-save link in the description. Thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. Take care. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.